0: Being a better human is knowing who you are, what your truth is, your morals and values, and sticking to them and always becoming a better version of yourself. Welcome back to the In Real Life podcast. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know that we are addressing what is going on in our country right now. Jessica and I are firmly Behind the Black Lives Matter movement. And no matter where you are in line with all that's happening in the world, I ask that you keep an open mind through this episode. Our biggest emphasis is that we empathize with each other. So even if we say some things that you don't necessarily agree with, we just ask that you come into this episode with an open mind and an open heart because. The best way that we can make a change is by trying to understand one another a little bit better, and the best way we can do that is by empathizing and listening to where the other person is coming from. Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form.
1: Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in
0: life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life.
1: Welcome back to the In Raw Life podcast. We muted ourselves last week because we felt like it was the right thing to do for both of us and for everyone and all of our amazing black friends, brothers, sisters, all of that. Uh, But we also have had our time to realize that we have microphones and we can try to do some real good with them. So that's why we are here this week, trying to do our best to help.
0: <laughs> are you at a last for words?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't, it's hard to speak on the subject as two white girls that mm-hmm. as Sierra was just telling me, and it's the same way that I feel it's hard to, it's just, it's weird to us. Like, you know, how do, how does the rest of the, or how is it possible for other people to not think like us in the fact that, how, like, how is this even still an issue, basically? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how can people still feel this way towards people just because of the color of their skin? Yeah. And so it's, and it's, it's hard because obviously we're, also listening and educating ourselves more and it's not enough to just say well that's dumb that you think that way it's really trying to understand and being as empathetic as possible and listening and not it yeah it's just sometimes what we've already been doing even though we're trying to do our best and we think that it's the good thing it's it, there's always more to learn
0: yeah yeah I, um, I think that it's interesting that there's, I don't know, yeah, that people don't think like me. That's, that's been the hardest thing, um, for me to understand. And actually, I think it's kept me in the dark for a while. Um, I remember I have a really close friend of mine who posted about this back in 2016 when it was an issue and that brought light to my eyes that racism, severe racism is still an issue, but I still just pushed it down and didn't think that it was not that I tried to, well, I mean, I do, I avoid painful things. And so I, I think, but I just assumed, you know, I honestly, if I'm being honest, I thought that she was nowhere, like, she had nothing to worry about because she's educated, she's smart, she's beautiful, her kids are beautiful, like, inside and out, not not just, like, appearance alone. They're just, they were good, good people. And so for her to be concerned about having to teach her son, who's only six months older than, no, five months older than Arrow, for her to say that she had to teach her son to you know, to be respectful of cops just in case, like it didn't make Mm. sense to me because I didn't think she was at risk. I figured that the kids that are at risk are the ones that are backtalking the cops and, you know, trying to create a scene. I didn't, I didn't realize the severity of it. And so I've, I just, I apologize to her and a few of my other friends that I just was so it wasn't like my intentions were bad in being dismissive, but i didn't I didn't want to believe it, that that I could live in a world that was so cruel. and so I would just tell them like, no, 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 you're fine. like it's it's gonna be okay. and I was wrong and i've I've apologized since because I don't it just breaks my heart that that's that this is an issue, but I also now am aware that I can't ignore it or deny it or just wish the best for people because it's Mm -hmm. not, it's just not the case.
1: Yeah. With, with any thing this big, it's like, well, if it's not, it's not that we're ignoring it or that we're dismissing it, but you can feel passionate about it even, but if it's not directly affecting your everyday life, once the media dies down, then it kind of leaves your immediate life, which is, Terrible when it comes to something this big and concerns other human beings. I don't care that I don't know them. Like they're human beings and I care about them. And yeah, that's not how all people work, I guess. Um, Sierra had me listen to a really awesome podcast episode from what sounds like a really awesome podcast, which is Pod Saves the World. Pod Save the People. Pod save, Save the People. And I listened to it today, and they were speaking things that I – they were helping me put my thoughts into words. They talked about how it keeps coming – the same exact issue, obviously, it keeps coming up – in recent history as well every however many years and becomes big again with certain cases and then people are really active and they're really doing this and then they or they donate or they give their time or whatever it is that they can do and then it dies down again but that's where i think and hope it's different this time mm-hmm. is that people are realizing no we cannot let this drop again mm-hmm. and it's not going to be an overnight it- I mean, I pray then there. It kind of gave me hope listening to these four people on this podcast. I think it was four people Mm -hmm. talking about how they really, really believe and think that this is the time that's going to change it. This is going to create the change that we're going to see it in our lifetime. Because I was even feeling hopeless, like, you know, I really think that this is going to be the big change that's finally going to even begin to heal this gaping wide open wound in humanity. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that we were gonna see it in our lifetime, even from this. But hearing them speak about that, I was like and it kind of also reinvigorated me to to make sure that I don't drop the ball mm-hmm. in my court.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting the I think the one upside of all of this, if there could be an upside, is that this happened Again, well, we're all at home with nothing to do but consume content. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like we needed – we we got to our laziest state where we couldn't even leave the house. And that kick-fired our butts in gear to say, like, okay, it's time to, to make a change. Like, we can't – I don't know. I, I feel like all the – I mean, there's other – this has happened countless times before. I'm sure there's other videos out there. I haven't gone looking for them. But mm-hmm. all of America watched, well, I didn't. I can't speak for all Americans because I personally didn't want to watch the video because I ugh, I can't bring myself to watch someone die, but we all heard about it. We all know about it. We're all like vi- we're all aware of it and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't like it's just it I think because it's happening at this time where tensions are high anyway. Like even honestly, at first I was so frustrated by all of the anger that's coming out of this and the the back and forth of it all. Like the people, you know, that just the people fighting over how best to support and getting into fights about that was really annoying me. I was like, can't we just be happy that we're supporting, but I'm actually realizing that, Hey, any conversation about this is, is moving in the right direction because conversations are being had, even if it's wars, like comet wars, conversations are, are being had more than they ever were before. And I think that's the, the silver lining of all of it. If there is some, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, it. I can't, there's also this part of me that like, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've just I watch these stories and I I hear these children asking for for a change like children these children haven't even Mm -hmm. they haven't their their lives haven't even been shaped into anything yet and they're just aware that they're not treated the same and I like it brings me to tears I cannot imagine I cannot imagine a world that would set a child up for defeat based on no no actions of their own. It it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah. um,
0: Yeah. I mean, this
1: it's, it's changed the conversation that I'm having with Emmeline too, because, you know, I used to think I used to even say myself, you know, I don't see the color of anyone's skin because they're just people to me. And I, I see their character and their values and how they interact with me. And that's really what I care about as far as people go that I want to interact with or don't want to interact with. But even through all this, I mean, I've learned that lesson too. It's not because I've always talked about celebrating everyone's differences with my daughter. And I was like, well, that, that is one of our differences and that's to be celebrated, not scared of or Mm -hmm. judging them on that. But, but so I, I don't want to – I think I was starting to get on the road of teaching her to be colorblind, which I thought was the good thing to do, and that's not the good thing to do. It's you want to see all everything and celebrate it. Mm -hmm. And I do love that so, so many people are coming together, and us white folks are shutting the heck up so that we can listen – like really, really, truly listen for probably the first time and educate ourselves and let them educate us and, and be as empathetic as we can through that education so that we can help them finally make the change. Mm-hmm. And like that podcast I was listening to, they were saying you know they're all activists and researchers and teachers and they were saying what they feel like is different this time even just from a few years ago and obviously this this is a constant it's just that we don't hear about every single case um but what they said is different is that you know the activists even like back in the 1960s they didn't have the access to all of this information mm. they didn't weren't able to connect with others so much either like we Social media and technology can be such a curse, but it can be such a blessing too. And I th- I really believe that more people are using it for good than bad right now. I think it's getting through to so many more people in such a good way mm-hmm. and having those tough conversations and influencers that really do have the best intentions getting called out and realizing it and fixing it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: So I think – That being said, um, I was motivated by hearing because at first, okay, sorry. It's just such an emotional thing. And I have a lot of emotions that, um, I don't really know how to process because I don't usually let myself experience (laughs) the sad stuff. I usually swipe it right under the rug and move on. But, um... Anyway, I'm making myself face it, and so I'm not even sure how to process through all of them, but that's one of the things that I have learned since, um, like, from this, you know, it's been about a, a week, it's not even been that long, but I've been actively trying to educate myself as much as possible so that I, when I do speak, that it has the right direction as best as I can in the moment. Um, and one thing that I learned is that the fact because at first I wanted to be silent because I thought I don't know what to say I'm white I have no I've no room to talk here And that was the approach that I gave. But then I heard somebody say that if you are white, the best thing you can do is have conversations with other white people because because people of color are not privy to the same rooms that, white people are in there. If, if someone, if a black person is in the room with you, you're not going to say the same things because you want to protect their feelings or not, not appear racist or whatever, but white people are more willing to share how they actually feel in front of other white people. So that empowered me to, A, want to talk about it more and to B, want to share that, that I learned that because, Anybody out there right now that's listening, if you feel uncomfortable talking about it and you're because you're white, you like, I just want to empower you that that's not like you can have a voice and you can be the difference. You don't even know the people that you're impacting, the people that that look to you for advice or an opinion or some clarity, even if it's just a friend who you talk to constantly and you have this conversation, you might bring some awareness to them that they had never seen before. I mean, we can all, we can all learn from each other's stories and experiences. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we can do in this moment, even though it feels like, I don't know, you feel helpless, especially if you don't want to go to a protest because we're quarantined, but you're not helpless. There are, there are things you can do. And I think that's what, what I want to get out of even this, just this pod podcast episode is that there's things that can be done to make a change now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's, I felt similar, you know, I, who am I to speak on this and let the people who really know what they're talking about talk, but silence isn't support either. And especially when you have the chance to at least reach even five more people that you could that are kind of on the fence or don't get it or whatever. Even one person. I hope that, yeah, I, I just hope, yeah, whatever you do, whenever you're being your best or being better, or especially when you're admitting, whoa, I did wrong and I need to fix this and here I am fixing it and doing better. That has such a ripple effect on the people that are watching you. Even if it's just your own kid. So, yeah, I just, I hope that our voices don't fall on deaf ears and that we can do whatever it is that we can do to help this conversation along and make sure that we, we don't drop the ball this time.
0: And that being said, I mean, I want to encourage you if you're feeling like, um, silence is all I know how to do right now. I don't know what to say that. I think this is a journey. I mean, like I said, that was my mm-hmm. first reaction too. And so I don't, I don't know. I would, I would say don't beat yourself up over feeling like all you can do right now is silence. Because I think a lot can be done in silence to prepare your voice. Because I also think that just speaking without pause can be damaging. So mm-hmm. I think I would want to encourage you that if you feel silent... Use that time to educate yourself, to um, to support any of these causes that are uh, that are you know like the Black Lives Matter cause. Jessica and I are huge fans of the Loveland Foundation. Um, there's there's a ton of ways to be supportive quietly at the moment, but just allow yourself the silence, knowing that it's to equip you to have a voice in the future because. When it comes down to it, if there's somebody across the table from you who has a racist comment, who doesn't quite understand this, who thinks that it's all political and not actually about lives, you would have the opportunity to speak up. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I personally believe that an educated response is much more powerful than one fueled by rage. So you know, I think that in your silence, like you can use your silence for now to equip you for a louder voice in the future.
1: Yeah. And I heard, I heard something earlier today that at first I thought was an analogy about this whole thing. And then I realized maybe they really just were talking about health, but it became an analogy to me. So, you know, when you're talking about trying to better your health, trying to eat better, trying to work out better, there are the people that dive right in and then it usually it starts abruptly and ends abruptly or Mm -hmm. there's the people that actually create a lifelong change which is how I try to approach health and Mm -hmm. it made me realize that is how we can approach this if you have no idea what to do if you're like dumbstruck realizing oh maybe what I was doing wasn't helpful or whatever it is you can take the baby steps like Sierra was talking about. Like if you are not educated on it, start educating yourself little bit by little bit, just adding a little bit, whatever you can do to help the cause in your way. Cause we're all individuals and we're all going to be able to go about this in a different way. That is what will create the real change.
0: And I want to emphasize so much to be empathetic towards other people's ways of handling this. Because the only person that you can control in this entire situation is you. You can control the education that you have, the ways that you speak about it, the the people you support, but you cannot control others. So the best way to help someone to see your side is to, to use empathy. And I believe that empathy comes from listening and actually hearing someone out. So... No matter who it is you're listening to, if you're listening to um, someone explain their hardship from being a person of color, if you are a person of color listening to somebody who disgusts you because they don't understand, if you listen and you hear what the person is, where the person is coming from, it helps to give you an idea so that you can approach them in a way that will make sense to them, even if you vehemently disagree with them understanding where they're coming from is what will fuel your argument and honestly like I want I want the people of color to make a big difference in the people that don't see this side I want I want to make a difference if I can and I just I know that the people that are not on, on this on the side of justice at the moment don't necessarily believe that they're not on the side of justice they 're they're, they're just miseducated. And so by listening to that and picking up on those cues, I just I think we can make a bigger difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I um, There's this guy on Instagram. He's at Stephen. Um, he is black. He has he posted on Instagram that he has an unpopular black opinion. And he talks about empathy. And he says trying to shame people into posting on social media about all of this is not fair or helpful if someone doesn't post it doesn't mean they don't care and it doesn't make them a bad person and so he goes on to talk about social media and how the ways that we're acting on social media may not be the way people feel in their heart because social media talking about it on social media to some people feels unnatural because it is so public so keep in mind if somebody's not reacting on social media quite the way that you would want them to you don't know what conversations they're having at home you don't know who they're supporting they could still be protesting and just not sharing it because it's uncomfortable for them to share it in a public forum with people they don't know versus privately with the people that they love and care about um but he ends it by saying um hold on let me get there um he said In a moment like this, there is no correct reaction. There is only empathy and how it inspires various types of change. And the truth is, if we were able to show a little more empathy as humans, we probably wouldn't be in this position in the first place.
1: Yeah, it comes back to judgment, too, is, you know, let's not be so quick to judge what's actually going on just because we don't see someone posting.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, this whole thing is also centered around judgment itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like that's all I have to say.
1: Yeah. I I think that's about all we've got. I don't think that we really have much else to stand on besides just trying to inspire anyone who listens to this, just like any of our other episodes, to just really do your best to be a better human. And that means being a better human to all humans.
0: I think doing your best is re- – doing each one of our best is all we can do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you're doing your best, then you – like that could hopefully inspire others to do their best and and that means that you're always working on yourself mm -hmm. yeah and these are i mean obviously this is this has gone back so long that even these big moments have been baby steps i mean like Mm -hmm. the march at selma was huge and that was just a baby step in this process so Mm -hmm. know that you yourself whatever you're going through this is a baby step A week ago, I wanted to push this under the rug because it was painful and I didn't want to deal with it. A few days later, I thought silence was my best answer. And now I feel empowered that using the microphone and the little audience that we do have um, to make some kind of change is the best that I can do. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but that's my best. The best next step. Yeah. So if we just keep, if we all just keep doing our best and let that be what it is each day. Let that be different each day. Then I think that can start to make steps towards towards a change, mm-hmm. and hopefully one that lasts. For the sake of it, will we'll <laughs> we'll all work together. Yeah. Oh well, that being said, um, thank you for joining us and. If you felt empowered today, then you can share this podcast or, uh, but I would much, honestly, I would much rather encourage you to share the podcasts of people of color right now. Um, like Jessica mentioned, we both are educating ourselves with Pod Save the People. We also have listed a few artists and entrepreneurs of color that we love on our muted post. So you can check that out for, um, for some more education and inspiration on people to follow.
1: And just remember that growth and helping looks different for everyone. If you're educating yourself, others, or your family, if you're marching, protesting, having the hard conversations, even if you're donating your time or your money towards progress, then you are helping. And we can all always do better and be better. So let's be better together. Bye.